0: Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm George's shitty wig. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up.
1: I don't need your pity. I need a paycheck. I've looked. But when you spent the past six years raising babies, it's really hard to find somebody who pays with a damn. Are you getting what I'm saying every word, honey? Or am I talking too fast?
2: Okay, look, I think we got off on the wrong foot here. That's all you got, lady. Two wrong feet and fucking ugly shoes in a uh, law firm you may want to rethink your
0: wardrobe a little well as long as i have one ass instead of two i'll wear what i like if that's all right with you you may want to rethink those ties mm. cue that I, cue you the theme so. song, bitch. I feel bad i feel terrible i'm sorry will you accept my apology by the way we had that water brought in special for you folks
2: came from alan Hinckley.
0: But when you spend the past six years raising babies, it's real hard to convince someone to give you a job that pays worth a damn. Are you getting every word of this down, honey, or am I talking too fast for you? Let me put on some coffee. Who would like coffee and okay. cake?
1: Okay. Thanks, but we have to be getting
2: back. I fucking got coffee. Coffee would be great, thank you.
0: Okay, look, I think we got off on the wrong foot here. That's all you got, lady. Two wrong feet and fucking ugly shoes. You might want to rethink those ties. All right. Julia Roberts. We really liked her in Pretty Woman. And in the year 2000, she made $20 million in salary to do Erin Brockovich. Oh man, oh man. I love me some lawyerly type movies. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about them. They can be so long and drawn out, but just the the investigation elements and the finding, the scoop, and who's the key witness, and how does it all go? Uh, I don't know. That just gets me. Um, Mississippi Burning is like kind of one of them, and uh, Time to Kill has some uh, uh, points in my in my mind, and uh, Dark Water um, or Dark Waters recently with the Ruffalo guy that uh, Colin keeps calling Brad, but his name's actually Mark, um, <laughs> and he did not get ran
1: over by a snowplow. That's no, someone else. That was Jeremy Renner.
0: Yeah, who is doing uh, okay? So we know you're listening, Jeremy. We wish you the best. Yeah, in your recovery, big bud. fan.
2: He's yeah. always messaging. We'll, I am. We'll see you at the beach house. Uh, yeah, that's in it the, in the spring.
0: Yep. Um, produced by Danny DeVito amongst a few other people, um, which I found a little bit interesting to point out. But we get Julia Roberts, Albert Finney, Aaron Eckhart, Merge Helgenberger, Tracy Walter, Peter Coyote. As he uh, prefers, Coyote.
2: Coyote.
0: He plays Kurt Potter, um, the other lawyer that um, uh, Ed brings in. Um, There's some other faces you might recognize, um, like Erin Brockovich herself, who plays uh, a waitress in the film.
2: (laughs) So I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Made in 2000, runs just over two hours, which... Sort of concerned me, honestly. I hadn't remembered this being a two-hour-plus movie. Um, but at the time, made for 50 mil, 20 of which was Julia Roberts, um, and brought in 256 in the box office. Oh, wow. And in any place that you live, that is a fucking great investment. <laughs> um, and Julia Roberts won the Best Actress Award for this. Um, best Supporting... There was a whole bunch of nominations, actually. It was... Uh, nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor for Albert Finney, uh, which is a shame he did not win, um, and I'm going to have to actually go in and see who he lost to, because Albert Finney's an absolute joy in this movie, a um, little bit less of a joy in Miller's Crossing, um, although he was okay in that movie, but in this movie he's like, he looks like my grandpa, he's just like, I want that guy to be around and doing awkward things in front of me. And his crazy humor when that comes out. He just is so charming um, in this movie. Who did he lose to? Best Supporting Actor. He lost to Benicio Del Toro in Traffic. Wow.
2: Oh, weird. <sighs> I didn't feel like Traffic was a super demanding role of Benicio.
0: I am trying to think now, but no. Uh, I think we have Traffic later on this year. Uh, and if we don't now, we will. Because that's definitely something that I want to get on my... Uh, I want to get on my list. Yeah, I almost want to
2: watch it right after this to see.
0: Yeah, so this movie like definitely hit all the right things. Like this was a big. I remember this being pushed big when it came out. All the ads, all the trailers, all that stuff hitting, um, and people responded really, real, real positively to this because it's that it's the the David and Goliath uh, story done done fairly competently. Um. I saw this almost immediately when it came out um, and I, I remember thinking quite fondly of it so I had super high expectations coming into this viewing. Super high maybe too it's, high.
1: It was easy to forget too that Steven Soderbergh directed this Yeah, It is he, guy especially who directed if I don't like, that. Did and, I not say that? Uh, <laughs> Traffic in other movies like?
0: Did, so oh, did he would know. have had this and Traffic oh, up for he awards he in that? the same year. No actually we're just putting all that together <laughs> Jesus. I don't think you mentioned that, did you, Brent?
2: I don't think so. No. Okay. No.
0: Good. Yeah. Because yeah. Steven he, Soderbergh won the Oscar for Traffic in this year. He was also nominated for Aaron Brockovich. So he yeah, had a two out of five. For both.
1: I mean, he also did like Behind the Candelabra. Unfortunately, he did too many Ocean's Eleven movies. But like Soderbergh's got way more. He's done way more good than bad. I'll tell you that. I
2: mean, the last big thing he did was maybe Logan Lucky.
1: He just put out a movie, I don't know what the title is, but it's on Prime, and everybody says it's super messed up. It's uh, got a female lead for the character, but we should look it up later, because I've heard people talking about his his new film, and it flew under the radar, but it's supposed to be pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Interesting. What's your guys' history on this one? You watch it a ton, or?
2: I've
1: seen it probably four or five times. I've seen it a few times, yeah. Yeah, me too. I've can't always remember, enjoyed like, it. Under or over? Under what?
0: Did Did you say underrated? Under what? Uh. <laughs> yeah. If everyone's confused, then I didn't hear anything correctly. Um. I thought you had said that you, you thought this movie was going to be under or overrated. But I must not have heard you correctly.
1: I think this movie... Uh, I was always. Every time I've watched it, I've always thought it was okay. I did notice a lot of things this time watching it again, under this, uh, this, uh, you know, for hold yeah. up watching it. I I noticed things this time that I've never noticed before. That could have been issues. Did everyone else Ooh. feel the same way? Did you guys see a lot on this?
2: I mean, it is long (laughs) yeah right like I feel I feel like there could be cuts but um I'm not certain which problems you're indicating I'd I'd like to hear
1: um well one of the things that really kind of threw me for a loop at the end of the movie uh, it's weird to start there but if you haven't seen Aaron Brockovich you're not listening to this podcast but it just felt very anticlimactic um uh, the climax to this movie, strangely, is when she walks into the uh, boardroom with Ed and she gives them all of the files and all of that information she got from that guy in the bar and then they ask her how she got it and she said she gave a bunch of blowjobs. That's the climax of the movie because after yeah, that, I she think- just shows up at someone's house with George and I and I didn't know what she was going to show George when she was showing up this person's house but she told them they won the lawsuit and, uh, we never saw them win the lawsuit. It just, she just tells somebody and yep. that person starts crying and she finds that she got five billion and that's the end of the movie. And I was just like, what? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't remember it feeling kind of like it, I, I caught me off guard that it was over. Did anyone else yeah. feel that way this time?
0: it felt I felt the same that when it ended it it was like somehow disproportionate to the 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 magnitude of what had happened with the feeling that I got of a sense of relief or justice. it It just kind of like you know they're gonna win, but then you don't see them win. you don't get, it, I guess maybe what it's missing, and I don't know if I want this or not, but I, I know it's it's not in there. There's no gavel hitting and people in a courtroom going, oh, it's the biggest order oh, all the hubbub. It's just like. No, is, And then, like, is her driving out there? I know it, it it accomplishes two goals to take George to show him the magnitude of why she's not been available for so long. Yeah. But because it's not set up in any particular way, it, it's just kind of like he drags George along and George just looks uncomfortable the whole time. Um, yeah, I guess. So is that scene about the reporting the good news or is it about her justifying her hard work to George or is it meant to be? Like both equally or, or is that just a side piece? Was she being mean to George to rub it in his face?
1: Like I, I just I, I don't want I don't need to there to be some big, huge courtroom scenes and stuff where there's like, a, you know, big conflict and what's going to get put in and what's going to get left out. And then they win some kind of a thing. And then the judge rules in their favor that that's going to be allowed to be in. Like something like that, though, but, would have given me a sense that that were in, now they've got they've got everybody signed up, they've uh, they've accomplished getting the evidence, and then then they do something with it, and then then the movie ends. There's a conflict, or are you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, like, do, it's do you know what like it is? A,
1: it was just the investigation, and then it ends.
0: Yeah, do, do you know what it is? I've actually maybe just figured it out. There's no like you only get to see PG and E's lawyers once or twice. Right so you never get to see them as the villain you know they're doing bad things you get to see the victims oh my god you get to spend time with the victims yeah and the lawyer team that's fighting for them but you never see them like in um, Rainmaker where they get the CEO on the stand finally and they embarrass right. the fuck out of him oh, that's that. real satisfying cuz you see that he is you know not only going to be monetarily put out but they like defeated the enemy the guy who was responsible he was also Roy
1: Scheider too so that was cool yeah it was that was good too yeah
0: go back to your boat on the island of amity you fuck um but in this you don't like PG&E is never a tangible enemy they're just always an apparition and so I think that's why it's not as satisfying that they don't focus on the crushing of PG&E they focus on the 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 harmony going to the people who are going to be dead in a couple of years well and
1: and I think that's
2: I think that's a miss it's interesting though that the um, like the PG and E side, those those corporations tend to be just giant faceless, true forces, right? And they are that in this. but I mean all we see as far as P and G is um the call of threat, the shitty little pipsqueak lawyer, yep. and then the two chem guys that run out when she's sampling water, yeah, um, and they're all in their fucking uh, suits, right. You yeah. spend Otherwise more time with the dude at the
0: water it. council like that. That guy who's a totally irrelevant character and except that it shows that she has her wiles to get what she want. And then later on, she's like, how do you sleep at night? But I'm like, but he's not the problem. Like, yes, he's taking a payoff or he's being told and he's like, obviously a low key guy, but he's not the bad, bad guy. So don't like you're shitting on him. But that's not satisfying for me to watch. I feel bad for him. Yeah. in an impossible situation. She so. says,
1: like he's had this all under his nose this whole time and he's done nothing about it. He just sits on yeah. a desk and watches TV all day. He doesn't know what's back there. Yeah, he's like not the guy. how many other secrets are back there from other companies about the water and stuff that he's not back there investigating? That makes no sense. Yeah, but she, he
2: calls. He calls them. Like he oh, I
1: think the threatening voice on the phone. Yeah, because she
2: comes back and says no one would have fucking known. No one calls yeah. me, Patty. And or no, no she knew that, that he I'm told. Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh. because the guy called her and called her a name, I think that she gave him. Yeah, um, probably. And she's yeah. like, nobody would have known that I'm doing this except for you. What are they paying you to fucking rat on me? So that guy and you see on yeah. his face, like she she, she calls him it. out appropriately. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm I fine guess. with him being yeah. I'm fine with him being a part of the problem or a villain. And I'm fine with the lawyers being a villain too. Um it just but so almost minor. feels like it almost does feel like you needed some courtroom stuff in here because the problem with the story of someone being punished for all those people suffering is is the company isn't punished. The company decided on how much they want were willing to pay and it was up to 400 million because the is company is worth 27 billion dollars. So and they yeah. ended up paying 330 million, which is great for the people who got the money. But the company never really suffers. For them, it was like a speeding ticket. Yeah. So it's hard for us to... Um, it's reality, though. I know it is reality. That's why I'm trying to think, do you really want to interject a bunch of um, movie fake tropes to end the movie and and not just stick to the real story? Do you want to set up some kind of a showdown or... Some kind of a villain or a bad guy, like John was saying, that we can get behind them losing. Um, yeah. You know, even if the person doesn't want their company's reputation to be ruined, and then this $330 million lawsuit does scar their reputation, are they, they didn't want to feel like they were responsible, but then when they lose the lawsuit, they actually feel responsible. Like you needed some kind of reaction from someone that that their 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 victory was a defeat first for somebody who'd been doing these horrible things
0: yeah
1: horrible yeah, things no. to these pe- people who who just trying to make a living
0: yeah they just like their homes and one of and these guys like lied and did all this other stuff we even get to meet the guy from the company who shredded all the important documents but he's on the good guy's side now by reporting it yeah. like we we should have saw the guy who gave him the order and forced him to do it. The evil guy, like who's the evil people? Yeah,
2: and and, well, and, and I at thought the end that the guy was gonna be evil because when he approaches her at the at the picnic, you think you. that he's the phone call guy.
0: Yeah, and then he one other time he's at the crowd, and the way he stares at hers, it's really weird how they keep him throughout the movie in your like sense of uh, confusion and like. He's bad and then he's like the linchpin. She just didn't talk to him. Yeah, Actually, I, don't know if really I appreciated that. He is an unwanted I think yeah. all
1: that stuff works. It is great because because they subvert your expectations that he is gonna like trying to kill her or something and then instead he ends up being the thing that breaks the case. So that writing is great and, and based on what Aaron brockenwich said about this movie, she said ninety-eight percent of it is all accurate and true. So, so because someone asked her that question, and 98% because I was asking that question, when we were watching it. I was like, How I wonder how much of this is actual fact, and yeah, the rest is movie. But she said all of it is, so um, yeah, I which like is crazy
2: for a movie that's like based on a true story to be that accurate as per the person it's based on.
1: Well, and B is so enjoyable too. Like, I do really enjoy, I love there's so many. Great scenes in this movie that I look forward to um, seeing again. The scene with the lawyers where Aaron, I love when the the three lawyers are there from the big company. And so they get two other people. So they have four. four, one more than them. And they get them all dressed up and then they sit down and then Aaron basically goes after them. Ed tries to stop her for a second, but she doesn't listen. But by the end, he, she's convinced him that what she said is right. And then they all get up and they're like, they leave. <laughs> they're yeah. like, see ya.
0: The water thing too. <laughs> yeah. Had that water flown in special and the, the look <laughs> yeah. on her face. Like, I agree. Every, every scene with her and Ed is like the best. Every scene um, between her it, and Ed. His, his reactions to her sell it.
1: And it's, and it's you, all oh, visual. So it's funny. nonverbal yeah. reactions. Yeah, Yeah. like
0: you might want to rethink those ties like that whole scene is so I laughed really hard at that really hard. I
1: I love their chemistry together. They have some of the best chemistry uh, like on film together. Yeah, yeah. And the conflict, there's always conflict between them, conflict between her and everybody. I mean, that's why this movie works. Conflict between her and George, conflict between Mm. her and Ed, conflict between her and the office staff. The only people she does not have conflict with are the victims. And there, well, she does with one, but for the most yeah, part, that's where she shines. And in the movie, that ends up being her her biggest um, uh, her biggest attribute that she brings to the job. Yeah,
0: compassion,
1: compassion, and like, and her charm and likability. Like, people want to talk to her; they like her. That guy who breaks the case likes her and wants to talk to her so much. But he's scared of her because she's intimidating him and that's why you keep having those scenes that you're misunderstanding like that theme or that 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 thread is kind of throughout the movie um the writing that her character is always consistent in every scene yeah
0: and she gets herself into trouble which i really appreciate too like she's not perfect and just people are running afoul of her like she is she's overbearing she has a quick temper she's really defensive in every situation and I mean one thing I like that this movie doesn't like um, doesn't ever uh, apologize for is that Aaron dresses a very specific way and yeah. she's a very attractive woman and she dresses and, and does some things and some people might look at her and be like wow she's showing off look at those boobs whatever but if, if she's comfortable and likes doing it then that should be absolutely fine and she does throughout this whole movie um, yeah. to a, the shock of maybe some of her coworkers, And they address it and she unapologetically goes through it. And but, I end up really, really appreciating that even though sh- by doing that she's causing herself issues and but continues to face them and not get pulled down but, by them. But so. let
1: me ask both you guys this though because Aaron specifically does that to manipulate people and manipulate yes. situations. Uh, she does it a lot to do that. And does is that a negative uh is that would she be a positive or a negative role model on a woman like to like <laughs> by her doing that and using it so blatantly um positive is that positive or yeah, is because that negative should
2: be wrong about sexuality and if she knows that that's somebody else's weakness and she's embracing it and using it to 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 um you know to further her cause like fine i find that's not a weakness on a woman that would be showing weakness on a man that i that a a guy it would be but like but,
1: past it. but i guess i mean more so like you don't have to work hard in school or be good you can just use your sexuality and get stuff like that kind yeah, of she's thing.
2: she's not just sexually getting stuff she's she's proved she herself is. to be to be incredibly intelligent she, yeah it's and, that she and she just as as a a lack of opportunity in her life due to circumstance. Yes. It's not from lack of ability. She uses her attributes to, for her benefit. Um, but intelligently, right. And it's on top of everything else. She's not like, a like the ditzy blonde with the big tits that's able to walk in and then, that's all a little she bit is. of information. Yeah, she's been told how to do it. I she think devises yeah, I think all that's these right. Strategies. I agree. She
1: I, is a strong character and I agree that she has a lot of other attributes in this movie. But the thing that just worries me is that she isn't educated. That wasn't her fault. She, uh, you know, um, so so she she when she's in those jobs and stuff and asking for jobs and stuff by rights, if I was on the other side of the table, I would be saying no, too. Um, you know, she has no experience, she has no education, um, but but she she gets away with a lot of stuff just with her sexuality and like so I think that's such an interesting borderline for me.
0: it's such an interesting topic. I always am challenged by this. Um um because it's a tool in her toolbox. She happens to have something that other people don't that other people want for one reason or another. They want to covet or they wanna be with her or they dream about it, whatever. And she's like in the same way that I'm really intelligent and Brent has this insanely huge ball sack and he can use that to his advantage. If he weren't, he'd almost True be story. wasting his talent, whether it be um, you know, given by naturally or, or earned. Um, so it, it's weird to think it that it's this one thing that maybe she shouldn't use because there's this negative downside. I mean, that's that every attribute we have overdone is a negative attribute. You know, you can be smart up to a fault and then you can be like unapproachable and unbendable.
1: I guess on the other side of the spectrum, men use their charm and good looks all of the time. Right. And I see that in my own business and stuff like a lot of the guys who are the most successful guys. Are um, like like vice presidents are higher up yeah, people. You can't are tell
2: me Stephen would be where he is if he didn't younger. Have that, uh, well, that sometimes head and he hair. listens to the pod, so maybe we <laughs> shouldn't specifically name Shout names. Shout out to Stephen's. But there's hair. other. Well, I don't know if his professionality. He might be greatly talented. I'm just saying the guy is a good looking guy. That's going to help
1: and charm too. Just being charming and charismatic. My yeah, there's other people too, I've met that are very high up and have definitely used those things to. To open doors for them. So, I guess, how can you fault a woman for doing the exact same thing that good looking, charming, charismatic men do? Yes. And that's, like, that's what some I'm trying of them to say. Yeah. Our president's of the United States, and some of them are uh, Tony Robbins and are whatever it is. But that all of that does factor into that. So, I guess it seems silly to, you know, say Aaron shouldn't be doing the same thing.
0: Like, she doesn't actively do it all the time. I mean, she dresses how she dresses. And I think her thinking would be is if someone finds that attractive then that's on them, she's she not like pushing it on anyone's face, but well, she when
1: does she, push it in the water. But guy's then face.
0: she does. Yeah. in the water guy's face. And in a few other cases, she tries her charm. She tries it out. She bends over a little bit more. And she's like, if this guy's going to fall for it, then I'm going to feed him enough for him to hang himself. And and then I'll get the job done. And I don't have to feel bad about that. Cause that's on him for reacting to me like that. Um, but I like Man, how she does showing do your all boobs
2: the time. helps people, uh, that are like seriously health inflicted against a giant chemical company, then show your boobs. Go for it, man. Show your boobs. And your boobs the two now become the most righteous things in the world. Her, her two righteous biggest breakthroughs t-
1: are from from that behavior, though, because one was the water guy, and that was the first time she felt any concrete paper information about the water. And the the end of the movie is that guy who we we all were worried was following her around, and he was a weirdo and a creep, but he ends up being breaking the case. But he also once again was was um, brought in by her appearance, her charm, and you know, and so in both cases, that is how she blows it open the whole thing.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's using what she's got, and she also appears to have a photographic memory, which surprising she uh, no one knew that, or she didn't even really seem to know that.
1: And I've forgotten about that as well that that she um, that did that did come up. Um, Closer to the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I can't even remember if I said what this movie's about, did I? Erin Brockovich is a unemployed single mom (laughs) trying to make her way in the world uh, and she uh, gets in a bad car wreck and her lawyer doesn't win the case because she's a little ridiculous on the stand. So... She uh, kind of forces him to give her a job in a hilarious way, and um, she turns out to be not bad at what she does, Uh, and when given a little bit of slack, she goes on a two-day investigation, comes back to find out she's fired, but she's found all the right information to push this potentially uh, class action suit forward against P, G, and E, who have been poisoning water uh, in an area of California. Uh, And the people, residents there, former residents, all have nasty stuff happening because of hexavalent chromium Uh, evil. So, um, Aaron and Ed Masry go on a fucking warpath, and they start killing everybody in their way, killing them with lawyerly skills. That is, Um, and PG&E tries to fight them with all of their might and keeps sending lackluster uh, lawyers up against (laughs) them. will they win the case and will they get enough money for people to be happy that they're dying of Hodgkin's lymphoma we will see Aaron Brockovich oh and she makes two million dollars at <laughs> the end With that
1: <laughs> sound at the end of, how much
2: how much is enough to um to get lymphoma yeah well, how much is the right dollar for that they, I think um my brother five mil.
0: my brother would up you the take m- a mic. shot at it Shout out to Mike for a sec. I uh, used to work uh, at workers' comp back home. And I think in the olden days, like maybe more than 10 years ago now, but um, they used to have that those amounts, like set. You lose an arm, you get this. You lose a finger, oh, you get this. Oh, I've seen them. When I yeah. worked
2: heavy-duty construction, we actually got a handout that, that gave us a value from anything from finger to leg to whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you just needed some cash, you chop off a by finger. By the way,
2: finger... Not worth it. No, how <laughs> <Not> much? <laughs> I don't no. know if inflation on fingers more. No, <laughs> like a thousand maybe or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. It was. It was. I remember thinking, God damn! I only got ten of those, and that's how much you're paying me.
1: <laughs> oh no way! I didn't realize that's <laughs> bullshit. Fingers yeah. are like valuable. Yeah, John's
2: right. That's a really weird thing that there's a value placed on yeah. all this. I don't. They don't. I mean, John's do it anymore. partner maybe has a lot of insight on this. I think that it's so common uh, though. Happens. that they they Actuary, have to yeah. have
1: some kind of a precedent oh because yeah. work work related injuries happen all the time so it makes sense there's precedents um you know calculated yep it's still weird because it's body parts and it's not cool
0: yeah no and so yeah. for like for lymphoma i mean you're shaving 90 percent of your remaining life away i think so what's that worth to you I don't know. They seem pretty stoked with five mil. Um, if I was well, going to die, would I be stoked with five mil? I guess. I mean, I wouldn't be like crying upset, but I think my life is worth more than
2: that, frankly. So. Me too. But if I was dying and I knew that I had a family to leave behind, um, that five mil would do a ton for my, for my sense of
1: mind. well-being. And yeah. No. Yeah. For yeah. Mind, yeah. yeah. I if mean, I knew I was
2: giving my daughter a fucking a lifetime of security, assuming that she didn't dolt the money away, then yeah. I mean that that's that's the best you can do dealing with. But you're not getting five though. Shit.
1: You're not getting five. You're getting three. Yeah, that's Brockovich right. And Ed are taking two.
0: Yeah, we did a quick calculation. They got oh, yeah. if the four hundred million. Um,
1: it was t- three thirty. They ended up. Oh, with. Oh yeah,
0: three thirty three. I think something. Yeah, three thirty three distributed yeah. among so the like, plaintiffs. So it's you like get one
2: hundred thirty five million.
0: A hundred and sixty. One hundred and sixty. One hundred and seventy. 160 oh, wow. something,
1: yeah, maybe 155. And then they would she have to split it. She
2: gets a $2 million it. bonus, and Ed's well, taking a nice well, little sit down. Yeah.
1: Well, they'd have to split it with the other law firm, so they would get yeah. half that 160. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wonder what the
2: what the divide is on that because that guy paid some expenses, but they have a lot of time and money invested before.
1: I bet you, I bet you it would be, I bet you they would have come to an arrangement that was close to fifty fifty. But who knows? I'm sure you could probably look it up. Well, what did the I other
0: firm that. end up doing? Because they got they come on site and the dude is definitely wearing a great suit, and he has some strategy. Nice the, their first strategy oh. fails. Um, because they misread the people of the town, even though Aaron tells them not to. Then they send in the, the underling with the bad shoes, who is, like, supposed to be this underling powerful woman lawyer who is just insanely inept at doing simple interviews. Like, they try She's and play it off shitty. like it's the people in the South or whatever the fuck. It's bullshit. You either know how to interview people you don't. It doesn't matter where they're from. You have a little bit of empathy to try and, like, get more out of them. But, like, she was completely out of her element. So... I don't know, that other law firm didn't seem to bring anything to the table, just more problems that Aaron had to solve. The problems were coming from that lawyer firm and their ineptitude to get this case tried rather than from PG&E and how crafty they were at fighting.
2: Yeah, actually. like, And the fact that that woman and that man come in and they look at all that data and all that research, the whole case was founded by goddamn Aaron. Yeah, And she doesn't get any respect. And then Ed doesn't only um, not stand up for her. But he seems to side with them at first. Yeah. It's Just because she's spot. not
0: a lawyer, too. Like, the way she dresses, like, it's that... Those
2: two reasons are why, like, she couldn't possibly. Well, but she did. I mean, the dress one, we can all appreciate. If someone came in dressed like that... Yeah. And ...into a lawyer's meeting, we would assume they're there to take notes. Or a um, plaintiff. Not that they were there for... our a plaintiff, our yeah. plaintiff, <laughs> it's, yeah. She... I, I do think that she... um her lack of professional dress to yes. is bothersome. It hurts her. I also it think does her lack her. of professional... But at the same time, it's her right as much to as wear empower her, right? So,
0: yeah, that's why it's. Yeah, maybe it does, that's it intentionally also, good. Her
1: her attitude and behavior is also unprofessional. Like telling, oh, yeah. so so they make that other law firm the bad guys because at the of. end of the movie, she comes back in with all of the things signed. Yeah, And the paper she got from that guy with all the smoking gun evidence. And then she tells him she she does the whole, I did 69 blow job, or 169 blow job thing. Yeah, Yeah, they went
2: went house to house. She got the smoking gun. She got all the primary data. She got everything. When the lawyer woman tried to go, no one responded. Aaron had to do all the shit anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're right. That 50-50, I'd be going to court with that fucking lawyer. Well, whatever yeah.
1: they got, it doesn't matter cuz Aaron just got a 2 million dollar bonus. But I think the point is is that they try to make anybody who was coming in to try and help the bad guys, like cuz Aaron was better at it and she was getting it done and and they thought they knew so much more because of their education and their career, mm. you know, mm. how long they've been doing this. That they make everyone else the villains. And Ed is a villain in a lot of ways, too. Like, yeah. he ends up coming through at the end, but it's all they they very much set it up that everyone is against Aaron. Yes, it's everyone her against, is against everyone. Her. Absolutely. Yes. even and George, her against herself. Even the kids at times are against her. They're crying. They want their mom to be at home, and they're yeah. the villain because she's trying to make their lives better.
2: Why, so I don't is, think that they're the villain there. I think that they are just added complexity. No, like well, that's a very conflict. real thing. More, kids, well, that's the Kids wanting again. their only parent being around. Yeah, yeah. We're not saying that's they're not wrong, a villain. but she's like, no. it's like
0: she's trying to do the right thing, and and like, yeah, and she knows it's going to cost her a bit of time with the kids, but ultimately it'll be for something good. The kids can't understand that, so there's conflict. Yeah, definitely not yeah. they're not villains in, in that they're trying to bring her down like
1: mommy They're they're just Things the
2: best thing. She she has I'm more important than uh, a whole community. Yeah.
1: There isn't there isn't except for the woman from CSI, there isn't a person she doesn't have some conflict with.
0: Yep. Mm. Yeah, that is that is very true. CSI um, woman her um, get along
1: great. What do
0: you what do you guys think yeah. of Yeah, they do merge. She's easy to get along with. Um, but I think what do you that's guys...
1: what makes sorry, go ahead, John. No,
0: I was going to change the subject. If you're going to finish your point, you do it.
1: I think that's what makes the movie you get from the beginning to the end is because the conflict. There's yeah. so much conflict.
0: And you want to see her win. You want to see her overcome it. And sometimes you yeah, see her and you, you want do. her to change because of it. So that's like, it's a good segue. What do you guys think of the relationship with George and how that all plays out? She's like She never gives him an opening, but he is consistent and keeps at her, which is what she needs someone to fight through that initial wave of armor. And then she's very, um, she's non, she's not going to bend for anything that he wants. And he slips into that parental role very quickly, the babysitter role um, very, very quickly. And it's kind of his own fault for slipping in because she warned him, but she also promotes it and lets it happen. And I mean, unfortunate for me at the time when they blow up and have a fight and he has the earrings for her and he decides to leave. I was like, oh, goddamn, like, that scene is so hard to watch because they could have a discussion and work it out, find a way to get a bit time either way, but instead George ultimatums are, and it's like, me or the job. And I was like, oh, no, you lose. You can't do that. No, you can't. You can't do that. that When the stakes are that, if
2: the job is McDonald's or your job is door-to-door sales or something else, like, even if you love it, the importance isn't there, right? You yep. could move somewhere else and do something else. But if you're fighting like this, is this is beyond um, just a job. Like yeah. when when you see the impact on these people, these people have been extremely wrong. They're they're going through these terrible shit. Um, her job becomes like it's it's almost her responsibility. It's her duty. It becomes like almost like the empirical truth of her of her. It's right and wrong. Life. To do th- yeah, exactly. it's the ultimate
0: thing. of right and wrong. And if she doesn't fight for this, nobody will. So, like, but, it's the most noble of of things that she's doing, which is another great anchor point for the movie. Because if it was less, if there was less at stake, then you just find her like argumentative and um, other things. But it's that she's got to fight so hard because people's lives are at risk. That matters.
1: But I think it's sure, the yeah. other thing too is that she knows that she's be- she's better than what she can get. She knows that she has some skill and there's something about her. And she finally found a place where she can use that those abilities and like make a decent living and make a dent and do something like great. Like that she like we all, you know, we would all like to think we're destined for something great and she does too. And then she starts to, you know, to become great. And then he wants mm-hmm. her to stop that and go back to, you know, being what she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is very, that, that relationships always get ruined for this. One person grows and the other person doesn't. Yep. And he put himself in that position like right from the beginning. Yeah, He said it was. He yep. was engaging with the kids. He wanted to take care of them. And then he want, and then he faults her well, he for knew him that. ending up the nanny.
0: Yeah, he knew that would be, whether or not he knew the end to her was the kids or he did genuinely like kids, like. He, that was an obstacle. He knew he'd need to climb to be with her and he he flowed into it. So he knew what was happening in a way. But I also get like how he could feel totally abandoned and and all that stuff too. Like I think yeah, they do a, a pretty good job building it up. And, and I think he was a little bit wrong with the ultimatum. You just can't go that way. So of course that caused the split. And then when they end up getting back together, I mean, I don't know if it's romantic between them. I actually think in real life, um uh, the the George was actually Jorge. Um they split uh but then the firm helped Aaron to hire him as a full-time nanny while she was doing the case. So I think he came back as the caretaker at a paid position but they weren't romantically linked in yeah, the Yeah, and term. I love that. Which that I think would have been a fine reality, way to go.
1: I like that that's the reality too because um because that's sometimes how relationships go, right? Like I think I yeah. I, I for me I this movie gets me because I dated a girl with a kid and we had a lot of these same issues come up. Um, she would I would watch the kid and she would do all she would always want me to to, to watch her daughter while she did things and then what ended up happening was I ended up getting really close with her daughter and she felt distance from her. But we both set that up in the beginning and then things change and then the yeah. relationship kind of with gets messed up by it. Yep. So to me, there's something that I really related to when I watched it this time. Yeah. I think maybe every time I've watched it that those kind of themes and um, hiccups and issues with someone helping you raise your kid are kids. Yeah. There's well, a lot of lines that get crossed and um, things get mixed up and confusing. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think the movie does a really great job of showing like... The, the job that she's got as a mom of 3 with a baby that young and, and the struggle that oh that would be to, God, to get yeah. ahead and the more i read things too like um how poverty um you know and, and and not having enough money that takes interest too like oh you can't go into the dentist for a visit so next week you got a crown or a filling it's doubled and you don't you don't get to go to the gym a little bit then you have heart disease and that's all starts to go south. So like it all that like super punches home really really well here. Um, and while it is nice to see her get the huge payday at the end that gets her up to like wealthy wealthy status, um I always appreciated when she was fighting for more money at the opportune times. Um she this so she
2: nails she the absolutely negotiations does. on yeah. this guy.
0: Yeah and backs and actually, it up with with results right so it, it all is fine at the end of the day but man oh man she plays him so well from well, like and demanding such the job it's a good thing to see yeah it is
2: my my um my daughter's mom is an executive and she talks about how the biggest problem um that she sees with many women in the workplace isn't that they are undervalued or that they are um underpaid because they're um, being... uh Mistreated. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah like targeted women. and held back. She says... Yeah, she says a big part of it is that um, women don't ask like men do. Yeah. And she says that men tend to be like, I want more money. And she said that a lot of women just don't seem to be pushing it. And she's aggressive and it's worked very well, right? Yeah. Um, and like Aaron, you need to have something to back it up. Yeah. But when you see... you're able to provide value and then you can go for what you want i mean jesus then there's no stop time for this too like aaron brockovich is not only in a time when women would be at a disadvantaged place in the workplace because of like a lot of allowed type of um uh whatever bigotism whatever you call it yep but she also dressed like that another disadvantage Yep. she's got three kids another disadvantage single mom another disadvantage Yep. and she does this like the woman i don't know the woman really in real life i haven't really done a ton of research but the aaron brockovich from the movie being 98 percent accurate to real life i mean that's a that's a that's a powerhouse man it is the ability to to fucking walk in and like call that fat bitch crispy cream yeah and just put her foot down and like just fearless man i I am not that fearless I respect that shit I am envious of this kind of constitution
0: yeah and I think what I liked a lot about Erin and her character was that she never said she was the best at anything she just said I'll learn I'll learn you show me and I'll learn and I'll Mm. get good that's what I bring to the table. I don't have any experience in it and everyone's looking at her like "Eh," plus with how she looks and all the kids and no i can't hire you like and you see the look on her face and her mood and everything change instantly and i i, 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 I don't know it, it, it they did such a good job of building um building her character like through the first parts of the movie when she's at those job interviews and always looking through the um, the want ads and always the all her things looming over her to hold her back it, it's really satisfying to watch her succeed um in this movie that's one the best thing that this movie does is is i am like cheering like crazy for her um the whole movie and and I'm glad she succeeds in the end and may, so maybe therein is why they don't have um the villain PG&E in this as an entity because that is really only related to the lawsuit when this movie is really more about Aaron's struggle and um and her journey and her accomplishment. Mhm. So, and if it's um, you know, it's almost like a her versus everyone and her versus herself, then do we need another big faceless or, or you know big entity that she's fighting against when she won't God even dang, be the one that's in the a really room.
2: good point actually like we're talking about pg and e not really being there but you're right we don't need them the movie's called aaron brockovich it's not called the case against pg and yeah it's not it's called, called hexavalent chromium water, right blues <laughs> yeah so so you're right that this movie is hmm. never really about that i mean it's 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 that's that's almost the setting yeah
1: I'm just wondering if there was a way that you could have worked in to the structure of the way the story was told a more satisfying payoff of some kind. It doesn't have to be that, like I said, that cheesy, shitty courtroom stuff necessarily, but just like something where something big, I don't know. It just something big does happen with her talking to that guy in the bar Mm -hmm. where he gives her the documents or whatever and then her coming in and bringing all of the things signed them going out and getting all the signatures but maybe just in the way the movie's structured and the music and the way they put that montage together it doesn't feel like this big climactic thing that they're doing when it is the movie's climax yeah so i think i don't once again i don't know if you go back and you know you try and figure that out in the screenplay or whatever but they're, they're it's dark. no
2: suck my dick, <laughs> no. but I think it's good. Is it? Is not. does she have an arc, Aaron? Um, no, she doesn't seem to be humbled or learn anything. She,
0: I mean, in the relationship with George, she tries to. Does she apologize or does she just kind of act like things could go back to normal if he let them? But in there's one scene later when he's like, "I'm here for the kids," and and she's like, "Thanks for doing this." And they're at a hotel and he, she says something to him to like ease the tension. And he just kind of is like, whatever, and walks by to go see the kids. So, I mean, I think that's the best like apology that she could muster. So maybe she's a little humbled there. But I think the rest of the movie is her just continuously persevering to be Aaron. And does that Aaron have an arc and learn a message, uh, learn a lesson? I, think,
1: I do think she does. Okay. I think her arc is self-worth. I feel like if you look at those beginning scenes, our earlier on scenes where she's sitting at the table with a baby in one hand and something burning in the kitchen behind her in the other. And she's circling jobs for Artie's used car dealership, like receptionist and stuff. She has no (laughs) self-worth and she'll just take any job anyone will give her. But Hmm. throughout the course of going through this, she like demands things. And, and wants what she is owed. And she is the one who found this, and she's the one who's doing all the legwork. And then in the end, she does get paid to the $2 million bonus for. And she fights for the other lawyers. She fights Ed. Anytime they try and take away that from her. Yeah. And I'll, she I'll, wins those battles and succeeds. So I don't. I'll I, tell I don't, you. No.
2: I'll tell you why I disagree. Okay. Um, because I find that her change. In in her value there is never different. Mm-hmm. Right from the beginning, she she had she demands of what she's worth. She seems to be very aware of what she's capable of and what she can produce given the opportunity. Yeah, um, and that never changes. Right, all she is is given opportunity. Her taking lesser jobs, that's not diminishing her value that is doing what is necessary to put food on the table. She needs a job. She'll take a job waitress. She'll take a job as a receptionist. She'll take a job doing anything. She just needs a job. Yeah. Right. And she even says like, don't make me beg. Don't make me beg. Like that's the only point in the, in the show where you even see her partly like, you know, brought down a little bit to the point where she's like that. Yeah. Otherwise she's always loud. She's always in your face. She's always got this brazen confidence um, and that carries from beginning to end. I but find.
1: but I think not in the beginning because if you think back to the very opening scene of this movie, she's in a job interview and she's coming off as very awkward, and she's telling way too much information, being way too honest about like how she lost the last job because her kid was sick and she couldn't be there, and then they fired her, but it wasn't yeah. her fault. And then she, she comes talks off about as, as,
0: geography and, instead of geology and makes yeah, mistakes. So, so you get yeah. so.
1: So if you look at that scene at the beginning of the movie, and then the scene at the end where she's in her big office looking at her two million dollar check, feeling like an asshole because Ed like fucking tricked her, I feel like they're almost night and day.
0: Hmm. I know she succeeded. different people. I know she succeeded. Obviously, she's got a two million dollar check, and that's the first time. Like when she was asking for more money from Ed, I always felt like she was fair and asking for what she was worth. And then Ed comes in at the end and gives her way more than that, But even though she was also worth it for that. But she just didn't expect it. Um, but I wouldn't. I love s- that scene. I think that's a great. I scene. think it is. I, I totally do. That's one of my favorite scenes. Because
1: I like it because he finally gets her. She yeah. always wins in every other time. But yeah. this is the first time where he wins. And what does he it say to her? His face when he does that
0: is so good. At the end, what does he say to her to throw it back in her? <laughs> Do face? they teach uh, uh,
2: beauty queens to apologize? Yeah, <laughs> and his
0: smile and everything. Like I swear, this movie would be nowhere near what it was without um, without Ed. And um, he's so
1: good. Um, Albert he, he's an an anchor. so good together. He's an anchor. Yeah,
0: his facial I expressions. Enjoy. He embodies. So it's funny because Aaron when she battles Ed, Ed's not a bad guy. He's just from an older time. When things were done a certain way. And so Aaron's, yeah. Aaron's fighting with when she's fighting him, she's almost fighting against just the patriarchy in general, the the ignorant who aren't coming around. They're not waking or woke, um, which is really interesting because you always kind of feel like, you know, when Ed tells her this is a law firm, you might want to dress different. He, I don't know, as inappropriate as maybe that is or isn't to do. Um, um, And she fires that right back in his face. And he's like, what the fuck did I just get into? And he's always yeah. scrambling with her. So I really love when he gets that over on her at the end for the best reason, too. Like, what better? His little f- skip away. Yeah. And, uh, and he's victory. like, uh, smacks his lips and shakes his head with a huge <laughs> smile. I fucking love it.
1: I guess maybe Ed has a bigger arc than her. Yes. there's a great there's a great scene where there, her and Ed are at um one of the um people's homes and and they offer them cake and Ed tries to leave and she stops have him. Have cake, yeah. To have cake and coffee, I love that scene. Yeah, there's like a lot of cake scenes cake, yeah. like that. There's just I like love like so cake. many. <laughs> <laughs> love cake. There's so many good scenes in the movie. Yes. Hundred there, percent. There's a there's a lot of fun and games. There's like more fun and games. Than most movies have in this as well, yeah. Which Um, is
0: which is good because of the heavy content of people dying of cancer and shit in the background.
1: I and I know the movie's about her, but I I don't know if you guys get the same sense. But maybe it's because the kids are so young. But I I never really know the kids or have any feelings one way or the other towards the kids. Sometimes I feel negative, not negatively, but I when you call them villains
0: before, so well, yeah. But when she's (laughs) dragging
1: them around, that's true. (laughs) When she's dragging them around and and they're really showing that that she's dragging them around to like places yep. where where she has to go because she doesn't have anyone to watch them yep. and or she has weird people watching them that really freaked me out. Yeah, that she had some people she didn't trust watching her kids. Like Chicken that, weird yeah, that onion woman, woman looked
0: like one of the Clopes. She totally did, or from The Hills Have Eyes or something
1: yeah, but yeah so, it's bad like but do what, you guys is her son Aaron a good mom in this movie is erin a good
0: mother uh for the first bit absolutely i mean throughout she is this even is the hard
1: even though with onion lady i guess she has no but choice but for
0: but yeah she has no choice That's she has to make it work so it's the best she can. i'm sure it's the price is right as well and that woman when she picked up her kids there was no smiling or kind words it's basically my kids go here for the day. And then, as much as the kids, you know, they're kids, so they don't like um, just following Mom around to do whatever. Um, interesting with the scene with the son later on, where he's like, You help these people, and this boy's not much older than me. He's like, Okay, I forgive you, Mom, basically. Um, I, I guess the scene, the movie needed something like that, because otherwise the kids would have just been a negative pill the whole time well and
2: he's the one that they show the, the problems yeah. through right yeah. yeah none of the he's other the kids one that's, show that like really, well yeah cause it's it's you only need the one right mm-hmm. the one to me True. is the effective he's the older um, the older child yeah. so he's the one that's more aware of his feelings and able to communicate them but he doesn't really and have. I think that he does it effectively he's never like a needy little prick he's just I mean he's a he's a hurt little kid he doesn't have a mom yeah
0: his like does he act out or i can't remember right now like except for the couple times that he's a little rude or short with her but like he doesn't get like in trouble at school or get in fights with kids like i was thinking one
2: time i think he does doesn't he or am I thinking of something? Yeah, else Yeah, that's now? what I, I can't remember.
0: Because usually the movie would throw in something major for one of the kids to really snap her around. That and there's then she wrong. goes
1: and calls like the teacher. Like, yeah, the, and they have the, to have the, a thing that she got like thirty blowjobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but but
0: instead, this movie seems to do the kids struggle through George. Um, th- those yeah. things are kind of linked, and so the any struggles you see with her and George are also carried over as to what are you doing with your kids? Your kids need you, and George needs you, but. You're not there. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The the whole kid reading that paper and, like, reading into the kids and how old they were, I'd be like, never happen. Never happen in a million years that your son picks up that shit. As soon as you read, like, forbearing on the case at hand uh, via (laughs) 762-77B, please sign the afferent. Like the kid would be like sleeping before they got any. Wits maybe the
2: maybe the jacket cover was a sick kid, and he was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, picture. that kid looks like me." <laughs> it, was, yeah, a, it was a picture. It was Aaron's secret plan? I'll
0: leave out this cancer-riddled kid on the cover, and my kid will like that.
2: Yeah, I'll guilt him into feeling okay about my job. Yeah, she's a good mom, regardless, yes, though, because so. her pursuit is in the greater good. Right, always. For it's, the it's unfortunate always that for. her kids are sacrificing. And they don't have a choice in their kids, and it's always a shame when kids have to sacrifice. Yep. But there are sacrifices worthy yeah. of uh, of this, and I think that that this is one of them. Man,
0: she never acted like a like a beauty queen. She never expected stuff because she was just pretty, or um, and she was never like oh to get men or use men. I mean, she was pretty all then, against that, actually. So I think that just really reinforced how good of a mom she was trying to be. For I never saw a
2: wild animal feel sorry for itself. <laughs> a small bird will fall from a bow without ever having felt self-pity. As we know. Thanks, GI Jane. Mine.
1: But, yeah. but um, don't you guys, do you guys, don't you think George has a little bit of a point, though, at all? Like, once yep. again, I I side with her when he walks out. George I think has that's a point. Bullshit. But it's
0: partly his fault, like yeah. John said. It, sh- it should have been communication that fixed their problem, not. But, but I home.
1: don't mean that. I mean, with her being an absent mother. Like, she went from a mother who couldn't get a job and was with her kids all the time to, like, she's never around to see the kids and they don't have any relationship with her. And so I'm not saying she should have quit her job. By no fucking means should she have done that. But was she like actively like not at home and could have been like at home? I don't like, get the sense. How I don't think did, so. The, she did, did take advantage of George. Like, like
2: there was times when she when she like stayed and it was taking advantage of George's time because she realistically should have been like, I really can't. Yeah. Right. But then you look at why she's staying. Yes. And you see. Yeah. And George
0: sees later, but I don't get the payoff that George was really like understood everything at that point. That he that George would have been made to feel like, Man, that time I said you're an absent mom. Like I didn't know it was for this. Like this this transcends people. But in real
1: life they never make they they never get back together. So I No, and I
0: don't think they should after
2: this. He should just be the nanny. In real life they don't? No. No. Did she ever cut him a bonus check? uh, He was paid as a caretaker.
1: Yeah, he was a paid. She caretaker. paid him as a nanny after they broke up for how many years? Many years. A couple years, yeah. A couple years. Yeah. So, but they weren't a couple any longer.
0: No. Huh. Yeah. But I get but the sense in this movie that they will get back together. I don't know. I'm. They leave that. What I They leave too, it yeah. ambiguous, I guess, and I didn't. I don't need why it. Why
2: show him at the end? Then? Yeah. Otherwise,
0: I mean, yeah. That's why I needed something bigger. Like I actually would have. I thought it would have been great if if George got it and then said something to her about like i get it just so that the audience knows that george acknowledges the struggle and what it was for and that he was part of that suffering and now it's for the two million dollar check that's in her hand and the new blazer
2: he's like i'm glad i helped you be rich yeah so that i could be a nanny yeah
1: that's how it goes not cool
2: but (laughs) does it hold up
1: well, yes, I went first
2: last time. Somebody else go, God. Johnny. You
0: go. All right, I'm in, I'm stuck on a fence. I think it's it's funny because I went a couple of different ways through this review. First, being super upset that PG wasn't the villain, then maybe realizing that there was no place for a villain like that in this movie, which is a story about a woman battling the world. Um, but y- you know what? This movie gets me in a lot of great ways. It makes me think. It makes me think of of struggle and what is right and wrong, and um, are are people held back or do you hold yourself back? It's a great little character study going on in here, and it's surrounded by some, you know, a fairly interesting um, case that. The case might have been a little bit more satisfying if it wasn't just a, um, a what-you-call-it moment, a hand of God kind of thing at the end. Here's the file you need, and I've been in the background staring at you the whole time.
1: <laughs> um,
0: well, I guess that doesn't make it a deus ex machina, because he's been there the whole time. I, it's not just yeah, the last sweeping moment. It's true. and then But, but maybe it, like it could have been a little bit more blatant of her blowing him off or whatever, so that she could have taken some guilt, like... Not all men that are staring at you, Aaron, want to fuck you. This guy just wanted to tell you that he has the secret to your case, and maybe that could have been something negative against her for judging him. I don't yeah,
1: know he w- he wanted to bang her though too. Uh, he
0: definitely did. I don't know why. <laughs> I just feel like I could tell you anything. <laughs> 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 oh god that hit me in all the right ways um, yeah so this movie is not without a couple of little issues but ultimately um, it doesn't step out of bounds in any way that make me uh, judge it poorly and the, the Albert Finney Julia Roberts chemistry like, absolutely warranted that they were nominated I, it would have been nice for them to win as a pair uh, actually because one without the other um, would this movie would have fallen on its face 28 billion dollars i didn't know it was that big like finney just he crushes it in this with his mix of like old tired man and then getting a little bit revitalized and having to fight aaron and aaron is like so inappropriate with him at times i'm like he owns this company and has put up millions into it and you're just like telling him willy-nilly to go get into it and sink his life savings like that's a little over the line aaron um, but she was just excited about the case and she knew it was right and wanted to win. And I wanted her to win and they fucking won and she got rich. It's like having your cake and eating it too. So yeah, Aaron Brockovich holds up. I wish they had a shave what? like 10 or 15, but otherwise I'm I'm totally fine with everything that happens in this movie.
2: This movie does a pretty good job of trucking along despite the fact that the that the content is it could be dry. Yep
1: yeah you want me I, to go you're, or you you're, so you're spilling I, into it I, I think i think it holds up but but i still do think that there would have been a way to structure this differently so that there would have been some kind of a payoff at the end yeah other than other than once again her telling somebody that they won that's not climactic that's not cinematic that's dialogue um you could have had some something in her life in the book, or you know, whatever, are in the movie, and just edited this out of order. Something to to feel like it doesn't just trail off. It mm-hmm. just does feel like it trails off at the end of the movie. Other than the two million dollar check and that that great performance by Finney once again, um, which is, I mean, to me is the, one of the it's a great scene to end the movie with I love yeah, that scene Yeah I agree But it still does feel like it kind of trails off
0: Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't wreck it at the end of the day Which I think is why we, It's just so we enjoyable it, I mean yeah. there's
1: so much fun and games And the chemistry is there And the acting is there And and um, I do feel sorry for those people And I'm happy they got the money Yep But I, I just wish I would have known They got the money before Like I find out they got the money When they find out When she tells that woman Yeah Right, I had no idea they'd won. the case I didn't even know the
0: case that. had gone through or like anything no, had been I settled. Knew
1: nothing. That's what I mean. That's where it trails off. But anyway, it does hold up at the end of the day. I'll watch it again. Um, love, uh, l- love those scenes and want to see them. And the movie is worth sitting through to watch them. Brentos?
2: Yeah, I mean... I don't mind the ending. Um where where we see that they get awarded through her showing that woman because like that woman has really become the face of that side of that um case right the the plaintiffs and um and seeing she does a good job of kind of expressing that that relief and that like you know like oh my god right like we won um that to me does mean something the thing where it was getting tricky for me and actually happened during this podcast, like John was saying, I kind of went back and forth was when we were talking about the fact that she doesn't change. There doesn't seem to be an arc. But then the more that I consider that, I think that that's actually a strength for the idea about the female empowerment in this movie, because it shows us that she didn't need the change. It was everyone else that needed Good point. the change. The arc is around her, right? And to me, that makes it a stronger point, not only about Aaron, but about, um, you know, people being allowed to be who they are, yep. and and not being looked at aesthetically judged, right? But judged on the content of their character, and uh, so I don't mind that she doesn't change. That she Actually, doesn't have an arc. I think that, that it's great s- that people change around
1: her. The way that you said that is a is a, a fantastic. Like you sold me on that. She yeah, wasn't so the do. one. Yeah. She isn't well, yeah. the one that needed to change her opinion about herself. Everyone else needed to change. Their opinion about her no 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 that's actually beautiful it is that's a great yeah. that's a great idea for why the movie is the way it's done
2: yeah she was trying to change yeah. the world and she did yeah it's more empowering to her i feel like it's it's it it makes the ending more impactful too because but, she doesn't no, only the... reach success but she she finds that acceptance um through people realizing those lessons
1: yeah and it's not the world it's a small it's small well, it's much smaller yeah. and microscopic than that it's about her. sure everybody but i mean there's, there's an the empirical finally, truth there right yeah everybody finally seeing her the the way that she sees herself like the the value she sees in her everyone else sees now yeah yeah um even even the lawyers like the on the on her team and on the other team yep
2: yeah they're and, amazing. And Krispy
1: Kreme, Krispy Kreme too.
2: Yeah, Krispy, Krispy Kreme. Kreme's such a bitch for so long. <sighs> they, yeah. they the, once the again, villain.
1: She's a villain. She's definitely a villain. The way that she scowls
2: the scene yeah her her. and the other one but then that old woman walks by and goes you've been reading forever and and Aaron thinks she's being turns on her light and And she turns on her light and then walks away and And that's like a nice little moment of acceptance it is
0: yeah and it's funny too that that another scene that stood out to me more this viewing than before was the first scene where she finds the case and she asks one of the receptionists or ladies there about like what does this mean in this case she's like Aaron you've been here long enough I'm not going to do your job for you and she's really mean to her and I in yeah. the past I only remembered them being mean to Aaron uh, and holding her back but I didn't realize that that's the inception of the entire that's almost the inciting incident um in a way where she finds the case file and starts to get into it for the first time it's, it's true. in that advert totally
2: yeah true. and then she goes and digs in yeah there.
0: yeah yeah so it's it's nice this movie like is doing multiple things in many scenes I it does end up it doesn't feel long to me for it running over two hours I think there's some of the research and stuff could have been cut down a bit but nothing, nothing jumps out as, as, super wrong with this. So
2: now I do have to I, say the color palette drains me. The, the, um, the, the, traffic outside. It's just, it is, it's traffic. It's no country kind yeah. of like it's that, that yellow, Desert. um, that, that like, yeah, it's, oh, it's Soderbergh.
0: I mean, we were laughing at it and th- saying is how much it was like traffic. And they were like, wait, it's Soderbergh. And then I was like, holy fuck. And now to, at the start of this pod to realize that this movie was released the same year as traffic. So Soderbergh back yeah, to back crazy. these motherfucking things and like both nominated for Oscars. Hilarious. This is his year.
2: Yeah. So oh. that, that to me does bear down, but I mean the acting is great and I don't know if we've said, but Julia Roberts does kill this. Oh, hundred um, percent. She is. Aaron. And she's always so likable. Like she's the Tom Cruise of women. Like yeah, just put her is. in anything, and she's got she's got such great charisma. Jesus. The
0: edge she adds to this character with her language and her like short temper and stuff like that it works really well, because um, it, yeah. it it just gives her a better personality, unabashed fuck you, but not for no reason, right? Like she's she's confident enough in her base self and base skills that she's not going to take that kind of like oh I don't like how you dress shit from anyone. She's like fuck you fatty, basically. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I, I think now there's such an, uh, that makes this movie so much more original that, that like there's very few movies you've seen. Everyone else has to change, but the main character, I think that makes it really unique and original and a storytelling. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'd love to steal that. And, uh, <laughs> steal that. and also like another movie that, that does that same thing is uh, back to the future. And success that successfully works too Marty McFly's character never changes.
0: Yeah. He just goes on a great adventure. Everybody around him changes. The world literally changes because of time.
1: His parents change. His sisters change. Even the villain changes. He's like waxing the car and he's very soft-spoken. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, but Marty never changes.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting.
1: There are movies that do it and this is one of those. Well, that's great.
0: Yeah. It, it, great. I'm so pleased because, like, I really had a good time in this movie. I laughed out loud, yeah, no- like sustained, like belly laughter for like several minutes at a time when certain things would happen because it ju- it just does such a good job of setting it up and then knocking it down. Um, so kudos.
1: And and the humor in this is always grounded in reality, which which is tough to do. Um, they it never comes off as silly or unbelievable. Are are tonally off. Yep. The humor. Yep. The humor is great. Yep. The way the humor is with the seriousness of the of this story. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough to do, man. That's really tough to pull off as a director and as a screenwriter. It, both those things are hard to do. It's not quite. Sure, it's not yeah. quite
0: the Forrest Gump of of like AIDS to to uh ping pong tournaments but yeah but there is a big a big gap um that they cover well, here. and it. that's it's, the thing i don't like about for us i know exactly. I see enough of that I know. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> all right good point all right well i'm super stoked next week and then the week after that we're gonna go insane with kill bill and we're gonna see lots of people die and bleed out uh so we will check that out uh in the tarantino uh, revenge classic so we look forward to that. We look forward to having you back. Hope you enjoyed this one. I thought this one was super fun. Great discussion. I think we learned some things, too, that we're going to pay attention to in the future. Um, and Colin definitely is going to learn uh, his screenwriting skills around creating now a character who does not grow, but everybody else does, and that's a still a win. So I think this movie is That's mine great now. Yeah, <laughs> it's mine, and it's what I'll do forever. <laughs>
2: it's yours and also belongs to a bunch of screenwriting yes yes
0: alright folks well we'll get down we'll get that done for you thanks for coming out for this one we really enjoy spending this time with you we'll see you in Working Girl next week and that one will be all controversial and shit and until then wait with bated breath and anticipation and as always enjoy your shit